Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 10 in the book of First Peter. Today we're going to talk about getting our identity right. And the reason that it's so important is that our identity is going to inform all kinds of things, our history and our inheritance. And most specifically, it's going to inform our attitude. We'll get to that in a second. We're in a section where he just left us saying Jesus is a rock of offense and he's a living stone that we fall upon. And we're little stones that are going to represent his character and characteristics to the world. So we better get this identity right. And this is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And then he says, but you are. So that's identity. But you are. So who are we? Who are we as the body of Christ? But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. But you are a people for his own possession. That's what we're going to major on today. So we have to get our identity right. Why is that? Because our identity informs everything. Our identity is going to inform our words. It's going to inform our activities. It's going to inform our history. And it's going to inform our inheritance. And most importantly, at least for today, is it's going to inform our attitude. It's going to inform our thinking about who we are. So uh, one of the things identity does is it informs our history. So... Chapter 1, verse 14 says, Don't be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. And then 2.9, He called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. So we, our identity in Christ informs who we were before, knuckleheads. Then if we look to the future, it informs our future. It's a people of His own possession. It informs our activities in the, in the battlegrounds that we face. It informs our words. We're supposed to be proclaiming the excellencies of him who called you out of dar- darkness. One of our main jobs is going to be proclamation, uh, proclaiming his excellencies, proclaiming our story, proclaiming that he took us out of darkness into, into marvelous light. And for the purposes of today, I want to camp on this today, but you are a chosen rate, but you are a people for his own possession, a people for his own possession. That's what I want to think about today, mostly with us. And uh, our job is, is to think about what would it mean for us if we really understood how God feels about us? It says, it says that he possesses us, he chooses, he appoints us, he gathers us as a people, and he values us so much so that he sacrifices and suffers to demonstrate all that. So what if we really understood our identity, who we are in him? So let's understand it and do our best and kind of get its implications. So our job, at least one of them, is to be possessed by him, to permit him to possess us. So the the Greek word about being possessed means to keep us safe and to preserve us and to be gained by him. And I understand that that is the heavy lifting in the passage And he's moving spiritual furniture in the heavenly places to do those things for us, to possess us. But we have some say in this, and that is we we can allow ourselves to be kept safe by him, or we can sort of deny it. We can provide a space for him to preserve us, or we can, you know, say no. We can either grant access to be gained by him, or we we can reject that. 
we can permit ourselves to be possessed by him. So I've heard it said that the problem with living sacrifices, as it says in Romans 12, is we keep crawling off the altar. And the, the charge here today is don't crawl off the altar. Don't, t- don't harden your hearts today. So we have something to say here to allow and to yield and to grant, to entrust ourselves to his possession, to be chosen by him. Then he's going to do some good stuff for us. Then he's going to make us a race of people that's described not by the color of our skin, but the condition and the character of our hearts. He's going to make us a royal priesthood, a representative of God on earth and representative of his people before God. And we do <clears throat> we do a job in being holy and bringing something back from our visits to the Holy of Holy to the, the, the people here. He's going to make us a holy nation, collectively characterized by, con- by contact with the Holy One. So that is where we take the qualities from another world and bring it back to this world. All right, so here's the charge today. But you are. You are a people for his own possession. So let's permit him to possess us. That's the big point. Let's allow him to keep allow him to keep us safe. Let's provide a space to be preserved. Let's grant access for him to gain us. So let's make a space and a place for him to possess us. It's a good thing. It's the best of things. It reminds me of a couple of my favorites from the book of Philippians, where where we are to be found in him. Let's be found in him. Let's let Jesus make us his own. That's from 3, 9 and 3, 12. Be found in him. Let him make us his own. So here is our true identity. He tells us who our identity is. You're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. So here is our true identity. But you are chosen, priesthood, holy. And for emphasizing today, you are a people for his own possession. So let's allow ourselves yield ourselves and grant him access to make us a people for his own possession. Thank you for listening.